Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast. And if you like this episode, please take a minute to give us a rating in your Apple or Google store. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with you guys flying solo this week, bringing you all the latest rock news and headlines of this week, Friday, September 18th, 2020. This is season two, episode number 37. We got lots of topics to get to this episode. You're going to be hearing about vinyl sales surpassing CD sales for the first time in 34 years. Bonnaroo announces their virtual reality event. 40th anniversary edition of Blizzard of Oz is actually out today with two full concert films included. Pearl Jam to release their MTV Unplugged performance on vinyl for the first time for Record Store Day later this year. A new Hendrix documentary album and concert film coming out as well on Record Store Day. And President Jimmy Carter confirms a long-standing rumor and story and shares some details about how Willie Nelson apparently smoked out his son on the White House roof. Plus, on this day of music history trivia, this week's new releases, weekly WTF and more. And new releases this week, we got some new albums out from Colts, uh, Keith Urban, Napalm Death, Daniel Romano's outfit, Neil Young has a new EP out called The Times, Peter Katz, Steve Arrington, Sumac, The Elwins, and Yusuf all have new albums out this week, so check that out. Some tour news kicking off this week's episode as uh, a major festival has been announced. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins and Pearl Jam at the top of it. It's a New Jersey festival called the See Here Now Music and Surf Festival in Ashbury Park, New Jersey next year. Two-day festival is set to run September 18th and 19th. Other performers include Patti Smith, the East Street band member, uh, Patti Scalifa, Billy Idol, the Yvette Brothers, Matt and Kim, Tank and the Bangas, Moon Taxi, the Soul Rebels, and more. So make sure you check that out. See here now, festival.com, Smashing Pumpkins and Pearl Jam headlining. Some virtual shows happening. Metallica, the White Stripes, and more to appear at Bonnaroo's virtual reality event, which is going to be pretty awesome. There's going to be 13 headlining acts for Bonnaroo's virtual reality event, which will stream on Bonnaroo's YouTube channel next weekend, guys, September 24th through the 26th. One major uh, thing of note. Uh, probably the coolest performance and maybe one of the most anticipated watches is the Beastie Boys' final concert performance, which was held in Bonnaroo back in 2009. That will stream as well during the event, so make sure you guys check that out. More info on Bonnaroo's official YouTube channel. All right, some rock news this week. Looks like Corey Taylor will be celebrating some uh, his solo album release with a global streaming event as well. His first solo album, CMFT, which will be coming out October 2nd, it's a, a global streaming event called Forum or Against Them, and Forum is spelled like uh, Forum on the internet or something, F-O-R-U-M. So it will be shot at the, Loca- uh, the iconic Los Angeles venue, The Forum, hence the name. Uh, tickets for the pay-per-view streaming event are on sale now at watch.thecorytaylor.com. You can also purchase ticket bundles that include a bunch of merch. A limited number of one-on-one video chats with Corey Taylor are also available with some bundles. I'm seeing that that's a trend for a lot of the bands right now is these virtual meet and greets where you can do like one-on-one Q&A with some of your favorite band members. So I'd take advantage of that kind of stuff right now because it's not going to happen again 
uh, I, I don't think for a while. Once uh, real meet and greets come back and the concert industry starts roaring again, some of these rare opportunities to do a one-on-one Zoom meeting with some of your favorite musicians, probably not going to happen again in the future, but who knows? Maybe it's the beginning of a, of a whole new era of that kind of stuff, right? Uh, and speaking of that, driving concerts seem to be all the rage, right? So Beartooth is the next band throwing their uh, hat in the ring for that one. And that's happening in Wisconsin, Friday, October 9th. Beartooth, $80 per vehicle, and you can get it at Ticketmaster. Each vehicle can include up to five people. Uh, so that they're going to this is going to be an actual live show where they will be um, at the drive-in performing live and the people will be able to sit in their cars and watch the performance. So that's that's what it's going to be. Uh, so that's happening October 9th for Beartooth. Check it out. Um, so major headline this week was the fact that vinyl sales have surpassed CD sales for the first time in 34 years. It's been a long time coming, but now it's officially official. They've been saying this kind of for years that last year, I remember it was like just the same. You know, it was the first time that it was equal. Now it's surpassed it. Vinyl sales have surpassed CD sales in the U.S. First time in 34 years, according to the Recording Industry Association of America. They Vinyl records, get this, accounted for two, $232.1 million of music sales just in the first six months of 2020. Whereas CDs have only brought in one one hundred twenty nine million in comparison, this is the first time since nineteen eighty six that vinyl has outsold CDs, and the year isn't even done yet. Isn't that crazy? I just thought that was uh, one of the craziest little headlines I've seen. Uh, so anyway, <coughs> excuse me. Pearl Jam uh, going to be doing some pretty cool releases coming up, including their MTV Unplugged performance for the very first time ever on vinyl and CD. It's their 1992 performance where they did about seven songs. (laughs) I had the track listing earlier, but I don't have it right here on my piece of paper. But it was seven tracks, a couple rare tracks, and it was from their 1992 performance on MTV Unplugged. So they're going to be releasing it on Record Store Day's Black Friday event uh, happening this year. So it's coming to CD on October 22nd and on vinyl on November 20th. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, Speaking of vinyl, Marilyn Manson dropping a special vinyl edition of We Are Chaos, which is only available at Target. Uh, The CD includes two bonus tracks, and then the vinyl also includes a uh, poster in there with some different artwork, I guess. And it's a special uh, type of, it's a black ice vinyl pressing. looks kind of cool, exclusively at Target. So that dropped last Friday, so check that out. Ozzy releasing the 40th anniversary edition of his debut album, debut solo album, I should say, Blizzard of Oz. And he's going to be ending the summer with a bang with this one. It came out today, guys. Two classic long-form videos are included, live and loud, as well as live at Budokan. They're about 40-minute long concerts, and they're pretty awesome. I mean, that vintage stuff from that album and that era, very cool to watch. The 40th anniversary edition of Blizzard of Oz is out today, so make sure you guys check that one out. Alter Bridge going to be releasing a new EP in November called Walk the Sky, November 6th. The project includes six live tracks that were recorded at shows the band played at the beginning of this year. Seems like a lot of bands are doing that kind of thing uh, now that they're reminiscing like, damn, man, these were the last live shows that we played. Let's put this out there for the people to hear. So that's kind of cool. Uh, the Killer is going to be performing at the Las Vegas Raiders home opening game next week. The band's going to be performing at halftime. Raiders Monday Night Football game. 
on the 21st, New Orleans Saints at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, so there you go. And, of course, the Killers from Las Vegas, their hometown heroes there. So no surprise that they are doing that for the Raiders. Uh, all right, so this was a cool story that finally got confirmed, got some traction this week. I think Consequence of Sound was the one who broke the story. The headline reads, Jimmy Carter confirms Willie Nelson smoked out his son on the White House roof. Uh, so this is great. It's one of the most enduring legends in music history, and it turns out it's all true. In his 1988 autobiography, Willie Nelson wrote that he once smoked a joint on the roof of the White House with one of President Jimmy Carter's sons. Now the former president himself has confirmed the story. Uh, he shares his story in his new documentary, Jimmy Carter, Rock and Roll President. It's directed by Mary Wharton. The film examines how Carter embraced music alongside of his politics, highlights the friendships that he had with Bob Dylan, Willie Nelson, and when, when asked about it, he said this. He said, quote, <laughs> he says this, quote, Willie Nelson said is that, says that his companion was one of the servants at the White House. Actually, it was one of my sons. Chip Carter, the accomplice in question, also confirmed the story to the Los Angeles Times, saying he went on the roof with Willie Nelson on September 13, 1980. During a break in Nelson's performance at the White House that day, Chip offered to take the singer upstairs. We just kept going up till we got to the roof. We leaned against the flagpole at the top of the place and lit one up. If you know Washington, the White House is the hub of the spokes, the way that it's designed. Most of the avenues run into the White House. You could sit up there and see all the traffic coming right at you. It's a nice place up there, end quote. That's Willie Nelson talking about that. Pretty amazing story. I thought that was kind of cool to share. Uh, But we do have some bad news this week. In memoriam this week, RIP going out to Sid McRae and his family. He's the original Bad Brains singer, uh, passed away. Uh, He's credited with introducing the iconic punk band to punk rock. Uh, No cause of death has been revealed. Passed away on September 9th. He led the band from 1977 to 1978 when they were still a jazz fusion outfit known as the Mind Power. He's credited with introducing his bandmates to punk rock, specifically through albums by the Sex Pistols and Ramones. Eventually, the band took on the same took on the name Bad Brains in reference to the Ramones song of the same name. McRae wrote early Brad, Bad Brains songs like The Regulator, but ultimately stepped aside as frontman to let his friend and guitarist HR take over. He said, quote, I sung with the band for a little while, but I fizzled out because I saw HR was a much better singer. He was more theatrical, end quote. Uh, so there you go. R.I.P. Sid McRae, the original singer of Bad Brings, passing away on September 9th. There's a GoFundMe going on uh, set up by McRae's seven children. All donations will go to his uh, memorial service. So uh, check that out if you're interested. Um, all right. So on this day, also in memoriam, in 50 years ago today, was the passing of Jimi Hendrix at the age of 27. Nearly five decades later, the events surrounding his death remain sketchy at best, with the only clear fact being that the coroner report stated that Hendrix, uh, Hendrix had asphyxiated on his own vomit, which mainly consisted of red wine. Monica Daneman, his girlfriend at the time, has long contended that he was alive when placed in the ambulance. Uh, there's some crazy stuff here. So Hendrix aide James Tappy Wright claimed in his recent memoir, Rock Roadie, the Hendrix's uh, final manager, Michael Jeffrey, confessed to killing the legendary guitarist a year after Hendrix's death in September 1970. According to Wright, Jeffrey claimed that he p- applied a semi-conscious Hendrix with enough pills and alcohol to kill him so that he could collect insurance money and not risk Hendrix breaking their management agreement. 
Wright, who also roadied for Elvis Presley and Tina Turner, among others, said that Jeffrey said in his confession, quote, I had to do it, Tappy. You understand, don't you? I had to do it. You know damn well what I'm talking about. I was in London the night of Jimmy's death, and together with some old friends, we went round to Monica's hotel room, got a handful of pills, and stuffed them into his mouth, then poured a few bottles of red wine deep into his windpipe. I had to do it. Jimmy was worth much more to me dead than alive. That SOB was going to leave me. If I lost him, I'd lose everything. Uh, this Michael Jeffrey, this manager who died in 1973, had told Wright that he had taken out a $2 million policy on Hendrix, which named him as the chief beneficiary. The official cause of Hendrix's death was barbiturate intoxication and inhalation of vomit. Uh, so that's pretty crazy. Uh, I didn't know those details, and I didn't know that he took out that life insurance policy. And if that's the case, I mean, geez, how is that able to do that? You know, you take a $2 million life insurance policy on somebody, they end up dead, and that doesn't get investigated? Pretty crazy, man. Uh, anyway, so... Let's move on this week. Some birthdays this week. Mickey Rourke uh, turning 68, Amy Poehler turning 49, and Dave the Snake Sabo, lead guitarist of Skid Row, turning 56 this week. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Crow Milk, of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crow's eggs, uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The the fortification and benefits of these crow's eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crow's milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way? Yeah. Because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that, I don't give a fuck mentality yeah. on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow, yeah, crow milk. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it and, and be one with, with your own, um, with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk, so. Thank you, crow milk. We got some trivia for you guys this week in music history trivia. Okay, this is a good one. I don't know if you're going to guess this off of the top of just the details here. We'll see. On this week in 2003, an Illinois judge dismissed a class action lawsuit against this band filed by four fans who attended a concert by the band in Chicago December 29, 2002. The fans claimed that the lead singer of this band was, quote, so intoxicated and or medicated that he was unable to sing the lyrics of a single song. End quote. They sought a refund of their ticket price and their parking fees. What band was it? Was it A, Creed, B, Puddle of Mud, or C, Motley Crue? All questionable lead singers at that time for all of those bands. Who do you think it was? It was, in fact, Creed. The fans claimed that lead singer Scott Stapp was so intoxicated he was unable to sing the the lyrics of a single Creed song. Which uh, doesn't sound too far from the truth. I'm sure that was actually pretty accurate. All right, we got some more trivia for you guys on this week in 1994. Such a way back machine. This band wins their legal fight with one of the founding members who unsuccessfully sued to get a larger portion of the band's royalties. What band was it? Was it A, the Dead Kennedys, B, Judas Priest, or C, The Cure? This week in 1994... It was The Cure. They won their legal battle with founding drummer Lowell Tolhurst. 
He was the drummer from 1976 to 1989. He sued the band, The Cure, to get a larger portion of the band's royalties. He did not appeal the decision, and he actually participated in a reunion uh, in 2011. So there you go. Looks like they kind of buried the hatchet there. All right, guys, some more movie TV entertainment news this week. Space travel reality TV show is being planned. That's right. A U.S.-based production company, Space Hero, has gotten a seat on a 2023 mission to the space station that will go to the winner of the reality show, also called Space Hero. There will be a global search for everyday people from any background. The chosen contestants will then undergo extensive training, including challenges, testing their mental, physical, emotional strength, and the idea for the end of the competition is to have an episode broadcast live around the world during which viewers from different countries can vote for their favorite. After a winner is chosen, the show will then follow them through their journey to the space station on a, a SpaceX Dragon rocket, 10 days at, with the astronauts in space and their return to Earth. I gotta say, if they pull that off, I would definitely watch that show. That sounds really interesting. I'd love to learn more about the space kind of training and what they gotta go through to do that kind of stuff, right? More movie TV entertainment news. Uh, the industry continuing to struggle, uh, especially the movie industry in general. Um, it looks like Wonder Woman 1984 has been delayed again. They're going to open it on Christmas now. And De Dennis Villanueva's Dune will actually still be released on December 18th. I'm really looking forward to that one. I'd love to see that in the theater. I don't know if any of the local theaters here in the Central Valley, California, are going to be showing that, but I'd love to check it out, man. Do you see the trailer for that new Dune movie? It looks killer, and they're going to do it in two parts. So it sounds like they're doing it right, giving each film uh, room to breathe and the storyline and all that. So sounds very cool, but uh, just not looking really good for the movie in, uh, industry in general. Um, it says, apparently, major markets like NYC and L.A. remaining shuttered totally. Um and according to reports, Warner Brothers appears to have fudged the 20.2 million acclaim during an opening weekend and actually earned closer to $9 million as movie theater lovers appeared frightened to go out during this pandemic. So it looks like they kind of put some fake numbers out there and got called out on it. Uh, kind of crazy, man. And now a message from one of our sponsors. When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain... You need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears, know that Balljack is there with you. Hell um, yeah! America. Balljack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his ball jack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his ball jack. Woo! Ball jack, the drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. What about the Emmys? Well, um, apparently this year, this year's show will be all virtual. Um, no red carpet. They're not doing that. They're not going to... Apparently, Jimmy Kimmel is not going to have the special guests with him on stage like he does usually all the time. Instead, he'll be presenting from the Los Angeles Staples Center with a small crew. Uh, 125 award hopefuls will appear live from their homes in 20 cities. This is going to be crazy, man. <laughs> That's so weird. Uh, virtual award show. Um, 
Uh, some more movie TV entertainment news this week. You see the new Apple stuff, the cheaper smartwatch. No iPhones, though. Usually they do the iPhones. Everybody's saying that they're pushing that back to next month. We'll have to see that. But they did announce the um, $399 for the next iPad, as well as $599 for the iPad Air, as well as iPad Pro. Some cool stuff. I got to say, I do like those new iPad Airs. I may be getting one of those. Who knows? Um, all right. So news from around the world this week. TikTok makes uh, makes it possible to skip Zoom meetings or classes, causing a real problem for some schools. So, you know, kids always find a way to get out of anything, right? There's a new trend where kids with smartphones are queuing up a, a video that plays the sound of a garbled Zoom call. So it appears that they tried to answer or participate in a school class, but that there's a technical glitch. They film the whole experience and then share it on TikTok. One such video has over 7 million views, and apparently these kids are trying to get out of it. Oh, I had a glitch. I couldn't get in the Zoom meeting. And they're playing this little glitch sound, so it actually goes through on the mic. Sneaky, sneaky. Gotta watch them kids, man. Uh, Conspiracy Corner this week. AT&T is offering phone plan- phone plans subsidized by ads. Would you get a phone that was only... Uh, maybe you know, like twenty bucks a month, ten bucks a month, but all the it, you have to watch a bunch of ads every time that your phone turns on. They would play an ad, uh, that type of stuff. Would you guys do that? I don't know. Companies have tested these ad-supported phone services for over twenty years, according to Reuters, but they have not yet caught on. I don't think that's going to be very popular, but who knows? I mean, as times get tough. People will do anything to save some money, and if, if I got to watch a couple ads to save 20 bucks on a phone bill, I just might do that. Uh, this is a crazy weekly WTF to end the episode this week. So, we all know Chuck E. Cheese is going bankrupt, right? They're closing nationwide, right? They filed for bankruptcy in June of this year. Now they're seeking a court the court's permission to purchase and destroy 7 billion prize tickets for its game machines. The 612 location restaurant chain says that the tickets were printed prior to the bankruptcy filing, but suppliers hadn't yet been paid and the tickets had yet to be delivered. The chain is asking to spend $2.3 million to purchase and destroy the tickets. With their, they're worth about $9 million in prizes. That's the thing. If people get a hold of these tickets, they can still claim these prizes, and Chuck E. Cheese does not want to honor that. So they'd rather spend $2 million to burn $9 million worth of ticket prizes crazy huh all right guys that does it for me this week hopefully you enjoyed our episode of the garage rock show podcast give us a like and a follow on instagram and facebook at garage rock show podcast twitter at garage rock show all of our links are up now on nine different platforms share them with your friends your family anyone that likes rock music and wants to get filled in on the latest rock news every week it's the garage if you enjoyed our episode please rate it in the apple and google stores we do appreciate it and have a great week guys we'll see you next week peace and now a message from one of our sponsors New York City, 1929. The air is thick with crime, dirt, grit, and passion. He walks alone. You know that, Jack? With a side. But who walks alone, Nancy? With a side of pickles, Jack. Damn it, Nancy. Who walks alone? This fall, there's a new hope on the streets for the innocent and a new threat to the guilty. I work alone, Johnny. No need to drag you along like a side of fries. Yeah, detective? I know you like to go lean, but sometimes you gotta double down, get beefy. Remember, we're a team. There is no team. 
after a life-threatening disaster leaves Detective Angus's face horribly scarred, but his cognitive abilities increase, giving him incredible foresight into hindsight. I see it, Nancy. What did you see, Johnny? Tortilla Face will most likely strike again, as he did before. My God! You'll say that again in 15 seconds, Nancy. I predict it, because that rat bastard left another clue. What is it? He played us like the drums, Nancy. He left his calling card at the scene of the crime. A slipknot. My God! A menace lurking in the shadows finds an arch nemesis and hamburger man. They call him the savior of this city. What do they call you, boss? Psychosocial. His existence and mine, a duality, if you will. Or as Hamburger Man would say it, the devil and I. What do we do now, boss? We wait, henchmen. We wait and bleed. Ronald Snargetson as Detective Angus. My face, like a monkey, threw up into a meat grinder. That's why I fight Greasy. Tiddly Sweeney do as Nancy Groucho. It doesn't matter, Johnny. I love you. I love your ugly mug. And Benedict Cumberback as Tortilla Face. It all goes down tonight, Detective. Santa Maria, you're ugly. And that comes from a man whose face looks like Freddy Krueger's kneecaps. Hamburger Man and Tortilla Face. The Reckoning. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of the Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.